Welcome to the Men's Leadership Network podcast, where each month we're exploring what it means to be godly leaders in our home, workplaces, and communities. Before we get into today's content, I want to take a moment and invite you to a special men's event. The Versus Conference is Thursday, September 30th at Rolling Hills Community Church in Franklin, Tennessee. This is a night for you to come and enjoy some amazing competition-style barbecue, enjoy fellowship with other guys, laugh along with comedian Jeff Allen, and hear words of encouragement from former Nashville Predator Captain Mike Fisher, Lifeway President and CEO Ben Mandrell, and our very own Pastor Jeff Simmons. This is a great event for men at every stage of their spiritual journey, so invite the guys in your life to join you. You can purchase your ticket now for just $10 at VersusConference.com. As we get into today's podcast topic, I want to open up with a quote you may have heard before. Whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. That seems like something you may find on the jacket of an inspirational daily planner or maybe even a break room poster, but it actually comes from the book of Ecclesiastes and it's the mindset we should all have when approaching our work. If we go back even further, Scripture tells us early on that God intends for human beings to work. One of the first Bible verses about work comes in Genesis 2, when God places man in the Garden of Eden to care for it. This tells us that we are intended and built for work, and it should be an encouragement for us all. Even when our work gets tough or dawning, we were built to have a solid work ethic. Our next guest knows all about hard work. Will Butler began his career at Morgan Stanley and has since found success as an entrepreneur and financial advisor. Along the way, he gained wisdom not only in building successful companies, but in managing success well and keeping God and his family first. We hope today's conversation inspires and challenges you to approach work for what it is, a gift from God and an encouragement to use the talents and gifts you've been given for a greater purpose. And now, here's Pastor Jeff. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Men's Leadership Podcast. This is such a treat to be with Will Butler, and Will is an incredible man. Just He's become a, a dear friend over the years and uh, just an amazing uh, leader in our church, and I'm just so thankful for him and for his life. And so, Will, thanks for joining in, and thanks, tell, yeah. us, tell us a little bit about you and about your family yeah. and kind of your career and where sure. you are in life today. Um, well, I grew up probably about 10 minutes from here, pretty close, <laughs> um, in Thompson Station, um, we grew up on a farm, drove about 45, 50 minutes to school, so a little bit out of the ordinary. Um, didn't have any brothers and sisters, but my parents had a lot of people that lived in our house over the years mm-hmm. um, that were going through different seasons of life. Um, went to school uh, in Nashville, and um, from there went to Auburn University. Mm-hmm. Um, learned a lot, uh, and uh, eventually... Ended up in New York, uh, worked up there for a year, and during that season of transition out of college, I uh, met my wife, Kristen. Mm. Um, we've been married almost 10 years now, which is crazy, uh, <laughs> but it's going good. Uh, we have three boys, um, Liam, Bo, and Smith, and that's kind of where my life revolves around right now. Mm. It's, um, you know, you're into the sports, into the school, going to church, <laughs> doing functions, all the time with them, and um, it's it's a lot of fun. That's great. A lot of work, a lot of fun, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, tell me about your faith journey. Sure. Right? You... Yeah. So I grew up um, going to church uh, at Belmont mm-hmm. um, in Nashville. Um, I grew up going to a lot of missions trips, mm-hmm. a lot of things that stretched me. Um, lots of church camps. Mm-hmm. Um, had a really good group of friends um, outside of school. Uh, that did a lot of life with that I still have connections with today. Um, 
after there was a period of time after high school that I kind of transitioned, went and did YWAM, which is a youth with a mission. Yeah. Um, did that overseas and um, stretched me some more. And, uh, you know, I've tried to, um, you know, live a life that's pleasing to God and Amen. that can honor, you know, my wife and mm-hmm. my children and my parents. And um, I felt like, you know, I've been very blessed to be grounded most of my life mm-hmm. and kind of grew up, um, you know, uh, with good circumstances with, with two, two parents that loved me that, you mm-hmm. know, went to church with growing up and um, have good relationships with them today. Yeah. So. Wow. I'm very thankful. Yeah. Um, one thing I will add um, meant a lot to me growing up was uh, my parents uh, were a part of a community group um, from the time I was six or seven. Um, every Sunday after church, we would, parents would, you know, do worship and, you know, have a Bible study. And then all the kids would kind of hang out and play and um, built a lot of good relationships through those, mm-hmm. those periods of time. And, um, you know, just kind of surrounded yourself with a lot of other believers. Mm-hmm. So makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it yeah. does a lot. That, that's awesome. Well, we'll talk about this because you've, you've kind of been around um, business uh, mm-hmm. all your life, you know, uh, your dad, has been in business, and then you went and majored in uh, at Auburn, and then you mm-hmm. turned around and go to New York, you sure. know, and uh, talk about your career and how that's kind of unfolded and led you to where you are today, kind sure. of in your career. Um, well, first off, uh, I think that a lot of it starts with just having a good work ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a lot, a lot of getting up early in the morning <laughs> and trying to get the work done, you know, when you're not needed at home and, um, you know, there's just always something going on. It's a very busy, you know, mm-hmm. season of life as, as you have a family. Um, but uh, I feel like my father, you know, always instilled in me to be a hard worker and everything mm-hmm. that I do. And um, I also feel like um, from what I've learned from him and, you know, um, growing up in the church that God wants us to be uh, hard workers. Yeah. Um, he doesn't want us to, to grow up and just kind of do things, you know, half done. Mm. Um, he wants us to do everything pleasing to him. Mm. And that includes not just being a father or, you know, um, in church, but, but also in, in work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I think that he has blessings for us when we do everything to please him mm. and work hard. Man, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about how you kind of transitioned. Cause you went from a corporate job almost, you know, to now an entrepreneur. I mean, you've opened restaurants, uh, a lot of restaurants that we know that we always frequent around here Mm -hmm. in the Franklin area are things that you've helped start. And uh, talk about that transition. Sure. Um, So I was at Morgan Stanley for eight years and um, my parents uh, and my grandfather had been in real estate um, for the past few decades and I kind of grew up um, with my grandfather and my father both kind of teaching me different things at at, uh, the businesses that they worked with so kind of always had that entrepreneurial instincts to Mm -hmm. do stuff on the side Um, but uh, you know I kind of transitioned from the corporate life to um, doing that stuff on the side and then honestly it was just kind of um, opportunities that that placed themselves in front of me and there was little risk involved Mm -hmm. and um, a lot of time involved that you weren't really expecting and you know they just kind of grew into be bigger than I ever thought they would and um, you know feel very very fortunate yeah but it's a lot of work there's it's always (laughs) not as rosy as it looks on the outside Uh, I'll say that Um, there's there's 
Um, there's always things that you deal with uh, in every business, I think, um, that you don't see um, from the face of it, from the social media standpoint, yeah. um, that we're all used to seeing online. And it's, it's, uh, it's tough. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. And, um, you know, you want to be partnered with people that you have the same beliefs with, that mm. you um, can trust and have comfort levels with. And I think that's allowed um, a lot of the things that I'm doing to, to do really well. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it's it's been kind of amazing to watch uh, mm-hmm. for me and watching you get into some of these and then to see them sure. flourish and, you know, God's hand of favor has been on you as well. And mm-hmm. so how do you measure personally, how do you measure success in your life? Um, well, first off, uh, you know, when we first started talking and <laughs> we were looking at some of the things we were going to talk about, this is probably the, the, the hardest question I feel like to answer mm-hmm. for, for myself. Um and I, I guess as I've thought about it, I think it comes down to um, I try to measure myself and how do I have security? Mm-hmm. Um, and is that security in my job or is that security in my relationship with God? Um, or is that security in, in material things? You know, um, I think today and age, you know, we always are either keeping up with the Joneses or you're seeing stuff on social media and you want to, um, you want to hit those goals that you see in other people's lives instead of, um, you know, understanding what God has for you might not be the same plan for somebody else. Um, you know, I look, uh, I look at this as like, you know, when you, when you get a present for your kid for his birthday or for Christmas, um, a lot of times they'll use it for a couple days and it's over. They don't use it again. And I think that, you know, in today and age, you know, we want this shiny thing or we want that and it's fun for a couple of weeks and it goes away. And that's, that's not, you're, you don't have your security in something, um, that's not everlasting. And it's, it's how can you, how are you putting goals and security in the Lord that is going to, um, you know, that's going to last a lot longer. Um, I also, another thing I would probably add is, is I try to set goals of how can I be content with less? Um, I feel like, you know, when, when you have a successful business and it goes well, um, you can tend to want to, you know, lavish in those things of it doing well shortly after that, um, are going to go away over a period of time. So I'm constantly trying to find ways that I can, you know, um, build on those by uh, this business does well, well, I'm going to take what I did from that and I'm going to try to diversify it in something else. Um, you know, restaurants are a great example. You do, you know, a concept and someone else does it right down the street from you and it's not the, the hot thing anymore. Yeah. Or, you know, your concept, whatever it is, might be a fad and it goes away. And I, I'm trying to always find that next thing or diversify into something else to, to have that security um, from a business standpoint also. Um, and balancing it out over multiple things. But you do, I will say, you do get to a point... Um, in life when you are spreading yourself out that the most valuable thing eventually becomes time Mm. and um and trying not to uh you can't do too many things at once you know and and i'm trying to focus on the things um that i feel like you know god has pushed me towards like hey these are the ones that that you know you're going to do good at 
that I want to bless and to, to focus on those and, and keep going at it hard. Wow. You know, that there's a lot of wisdom in all that that you just said, and I think mm-hmm. that's so good, and especially where you said, you know, like God's plans for you aren't the same as God's plans for somebody else. Yeah. And we do get into that trap of looking on social media and thinking, oh, well, they've got this or they're doing that. And if we can stay with what God's called us to do, that's where we thrive, just like you were yeah. talking about. So thanks. That, yeah. I think being mm. content with less is, yes. is a big thing, you know. Oh. Like, um, uh, if, if you're always looking for, you know, that thing that someone else has, and once I hit this goal, it's, you're never going to be satisfied, right. you know. God's really the only thing that can satisfy you, and that's, um, you know, that's when you have that security in Him. Mm. Wow, that's so good. Hey, what are some practices that you use to prioritize family in the middle of, like, the busyness of business? Yeah. Um, Well, first off, it's a hard thing to do, I think. (laughs) Um, You know, you're obviously making a lot of sacrifices with your time. I think I said this early, try, try to go to work early, yeah. you know, when the kids are still sleeping, get up super early, get there, mm-hmm. knock stuff out. Um, I know everybody doesn't have um, the flexibility. They might have a, a job that's more, you know, nine to five or they have a boss or that. Um, being a business owner, um, if you, you know, walk into that entrepreneurial opportunities or you're trying to do things on your own, obviously you can kind of set your own schedule mm-hmm. and it's trying to you know, manage my time um, where I can, um, you know, see the kids when they come home, you know, from school and, and give the wife the break and, and really, um, you know, um, uh, I guess protect that family time. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's, it's hard. Like there's, you know, my wife will tell you we'll be on vacation and this thing will come up and, um, you know, you're, you're trying to um, protect uh, not letting your your job control you where it's always involved, but at the same time, um, you know, sometimes it comes with the territory, mm-hmm. you know, where you do have to be available. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing uh, my wife's done and, you know, to confess that I still, that I have a problem with is, you know, we have our phones on mm-hmm. us constantly. And, um, you know, I'm a very responsive person where I want to, you know, someone asked me something on a text message for work, I want to get to it right away. Um, but she, and I still am working on this, but she has created a, uh, a phone station at home. So when we go, come home, we put our phones there and try to completely let go. So, mm. um, and she'll still tell you that, you know, I still have a problem with it and we're still working on it. But, um, you know, try, trying to set those boundaries up uh, to protect that time with the family. That's awesome. Yeah. As hard as it is, I, I really applaud you and applaud Christopher doing that, you know, cause it's, you do have to figure out how do I protect that? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and still do great at work cause you want to provide for your family. Yep. Um, but you want to provide not only physically for your family, you want to provide emotionally and spiritually for your family as well and being present. That's man, that's good. Yeah. Hey, how do you prioritize your faith in Jesus in your family and in your business? Well, for me, Jeff, uh, this is definitely a place I still feel like I need to work on. Um, you know, there's been conversations with my wife and I where she has asked me to be a better leader in the family. Mm. And um, I think that a lot of times, you know, at home I'll tend to, uh, I feel like I'm a leader in the work. I'm doing everything that that is on my mind. But when I come home, I want to relax. And it's more, hey, you know, honey, what, what do you want us to do, you know, and, and let her lead. And I think that 
us as husbands and fathers, um, that's not really our calling. Mm-hmm. You know, our calling is to be a leader in the home, set those prior um, priorities, um, and um, you know, getting in the word, showing that example with the kids that it just doesn't need to be you know my wife at home. So that's that's a place that I still feel mm-hmm. like I'm working on a lot. Um, you know, another way that I've helped prioritize that is is um, I've. I've tried to have an accountability partner for most of my life. Um, I have a friend that lives um, on the other side of the country uh, that I talk to, you know, once every week or two. Uh, we stay in touch and, um, you know, ask what's going on in each other's lives and, and try to, um, you know, continue to hold each other accountable with stuff. Um, one of my close friends um, who I met with pretty regularly on a weekly basis uh, moved away about a year ago, year and a half ago. So it's been a little bit harder, but um, I did recently get into a Bible study uh, with about six men that we meet, try to meet once a week. And um, that's been, you know, a huge, huge blessing to me just to be around people that I feel like can stretch me. Um you know, and, and have that accountability. But I think it's, it's surrounding yourselves with, uh, you know, people that are like-minded as you and that can stretch you. So, man, that is so good. Well, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of guys just try to go alone, you know, and you just put your head down and you go to work or whatever, and you come home and, and, uh, like you said, I mean, you just kind of want to relax, but, but that's where we have to engage, you know, as men, you yeah. know, and, and sometimes we just go, well, I'll let, I'll let my wife handle all the spiritual things or I'll let sure. my wife handle all the kids. Right. And, and yet we've got to be involved. And, uh, man, that, that is so good. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, let me ask you this, because you're really gifted with handling finances. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I think Morgan Stanley, obviously, and uh, now entrepreneurship. But what are some things that you've learned about controlling money Instead of letting money control you. Sure. Um, I think the first thing, and this might just be my nature, but um, I never try to uh, overextend myself. Mm. Um, you know, like I you know, mentioned before, if something goes well, how am I kind of diversifying it into something else? Um, kind of saving for that rainy day or mm. trying to live off less, like I said. Um, but for me, it's it's been very important to me and I guess, you know, we'll talk about this later, but I've, I've always, I've always wanted to see myself as a good steward. Um, I feel like my, my father and my grandfather have taught me a lot. And, um, as I, you know, have grown up and I mean, I grew up, um, trading stocks at their office, you know, when I was back 15, 16 years old and learning. And, you know, I think, you know, naturally we want to, um, please our earthly fathers as, as well as our, uh, heavenly father. And, um, I think when things go good for you, um, I think that it's very important to be a good steward with what you have. And, and then also, you know, how are you using those things to glorify him and not, um, you know, like we talked about before, not letting the money control you and um, pouring back into the kingdom, however that may be. Um, another big thing that, that I feel like um, that allows me to uh, not let it control me is it's it's very important for me to feel like I'm staying humble in everything that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, when those good things happen, yeah. it's are you giving glory to God? Or 
are you honoring him and really um, believing that those things that are that are happening to you are things that he allowed to happen? Um, I, th- I think that uh, it's it's those moments where you start to think that it's all yourself and you you really put that self worth in your own decisions and your own you know whatever it may be and the second that you put um, yourself as your own god that's when those those um, those mishaps happen mm. that's when you fail that's yeah. when you stumble um, I uh, I was talking to my to my mom actually about this the other day and she was telling me um, she's been reading the Old Testament about how you look at all the kings that that were spoken about in the Old Testament and how so many of them um, you know they did so many amazing things but the second they they shifted their um, I guess their security outside of God and into themselves, that's when, you know, things started to crumble. Oh yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah. So just again, being a good steward, staying humble. Um, another thought I would say in, in trying to not let money control you is I think that, um, as you do well, you have to be very careful about, realizing when enough is enough Mm. you know god wants us to i think god wants us to do well in our businesses god wants us to be successful but at what point are you 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 start to see that it becomes too important Mm. um and you know making making that next business deal or making that extra however much money it is there has to be a point where you have to realize that nothing above that can please us. You yeah. know, nothing above that can, um, um, nothing above that can make anything better in our yeah. lives. Essentially, you know, wow. the material things, right. all that. It's 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 all going to go away at some point. Yeah, man, that is that's really good. Well, we don't talk about that a lot, you know. Yeah. And so I really appreciate you jumping into that because uh, I don't think we. A lot of us in our culture know how to handle money or handle when when blessings do come, mm-hmm. uh, and how to how to understand that every good and perfect gift comes from God, sure. and not to become prideful and arrogant, yeah. and because uh, pride goes before the fall. So, right. man, and hey, you have to be content. Yes, you, know, some, you you have to be content in what God's given you and, mm. and really giving the glory to Him in it. Yeah, that's. So powerful. So why is it important to give a tithe to God in the middle of the ups and downs of business? Sure. So first off, uh, I think that uh, tithing at some point in your life should be a second nature. Um, It shouldn't be something that you overthink um, or, you know... And that can be hard for people, depending on what what stage of life they're in. Um, but getting to a point where it's just kind of it is what it is, you know. This is what God's called us to do, so you do it. Um, for me, I feel like I learned. Uh, I was speaking to a gentleman named Don Fento, who is um, a friend of mine and and has been a pastor in in the Nashville area for a long time. But I asked him, "Am I supposed to tithe on the net or the gross?" And he he. You responded with a question. He said, well, do you want to be blessed on the net or the gross? And I said, well, the gross, of course. And he said, well, there's your answer. You know, pretty simple. Um, And I I think that, you know, 
God naturally wants to bless all of us and he wants to bless, you know, us in everything that we do tenfold. Um, and I feel like, uh, you can't be fully blessed unless your hearts and actions are aligned with God Mm. and tithing is one of those things. Mm. Um, I don't necessarily feel like when you're tithing that it might be returned in money. It could be, you know, your marriage gets better. It could be, um, you know, something with your children that you've been looking for that's hard. You know, I don't think God has parameters Mm -hmm. on how you are to be blessed in return when you tithe. But I know, you know, every time I receive a check, you know, it's I'm going to stick to that principle. And I feel like. God in return has really blessed me in a lot of ways. You know, I'm, I'm very, very gracious and thankful for, you know, um, the season of life I'm in and the relationship I have with my kids and the marriage with my wife and um, being in a community in a mm-hmm. church like mm-hmm. Rolling Hills. Mm-hmm. You know, God's answered a lot of prayers for me. Yeah. And um, I will, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that you're going to see all that stuff right away. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that... Um, naturally uh, that stuff can happen like the second you tie this or this is going to happen you know we don't necessarily know or fully understand what god's plans are for us but i do not think you can receive those full blessings that god wants for everyone in our lives unless we are um, uh, walking and having our our um, hearts aligned with him in that Mm. so Wow, that's so good and it's so strong. And and I think a lot of guys, and I really appreciate you saying that, Will, because you know entrepreneurship. I mean, there's good seasons, there's hard seasons, yeah. you know. And uh, some people are like, well, when I get successful, then I'll give, you know, or when I then I'll be obedient to God. And and yet God, you know, established that tithe, the first ten percent. And so, with like you yeah. said, it's not it's just simple math, right? Yeah. You know, in yeah. the good times, yeah, there's a lot, or in the tough times, but. I can always be consistent and I can align my heart and my yeah. will with God's will. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I said at the start, like it, it has to be a second nature. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it has to be like, hey, I have to go provide for my family. I'm going to go to work today. Mm. Well, in the same way, you know, you're supposed to tithe to God. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's tithing off of, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. God wants your best. He wants your first. Yeah. Um, your first is that first 10%. Yeah. Not at the end. I mean, shoot, if, if you if you run a business and you are trying to um, have as many write-offs as you can so that you're paying less in taxes or however you, you, know, you do your tax return at the end of the year, I mean, you can make it where you make no money every single year, you know, where you're living off of your business, so to speak, and then you're tithing nothing to God. Mm. And I don't think God intended that for no. anyone. No. He wants your best. He wants your first. Mm. So tithe at the beginning. Wow. Hey, let me just ask you this. You are a great dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some things that you learned from your dad uh, that sure. you want to pass on to your children? Um, my dad and I have, have a very unique relationship. I'll say that. Um, most people that spend time with us together, you know, usually are getting a laugh here and there. Um, growing up as an only child, uh, my dad was definitely a father to me, mm. but he also has been like my best friend, like a brother would be. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm super, super grateful for that. One thing I feel like he has kind of instilled in me and, and I've tried to pass on to my kids are, uh, he encourages me no matter what. Um, you know, he, he, he believes in me and 
has always uh, let me make decisions for myself. Um, growing up, I think that naturally, you know, we want our kids to be a football player or a basketball player, whatever you might have done growing yeah. up. And um, my, my dad knew, was a lot better athlete than I ever was growing up, and he never pushed me towards the things that he did. He always just supported me in whatever it is. And um, I hope that as my children continue to grow older, you know, whether that's art or music or golfing or fishing or whatever it is, you know, that I'm going to be there um, to let them know I'm on their side and mm. that I'm going to support them no matter what. Mm. Man, that's good. That's mm. good. Yeah, I think as dads we can try to push our kids in a certain way. And, and, and like you even said earlier, God created every person with their own unique story, right? And, yeah. and um, man, our kids that way too. And we're meant to encourage them, build yeah. them up, and be their biggest fans and cheerleaders. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. So good. Yeah. Hey, Will, one last question. What do you want your legacy to be? Um, for me, I think I said this a little earlier, but I always want to be um, a good steward. Yeah. Um, I feel like God's put a lot of responsibilities on my life and in business and um, th- things that uh, taking over um, for work things for my father or finding new things to do, um, uh, looking for the next business deal. And I, I, I always want to um, feel like I'm honoring God by being a good steward with, mm. um, you know, the money, with my time, with honoring my family, um, the relationships around me, um, being a good business, you know, leader mm-hmm. in the workplace, but but also at home. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so, so really just being a good steward. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll also add that uh, as, as my kids get older, I've, I've really enjoyed um, even talking to them about different work things. You know, they'll, they'll be in the car with me, um, and I'll get a work call, and they'll be sitting in the back seat while I'm taking a, a business call, and they'll ask me a question afterwards about this or that. And... Um, I want to. Uh, I, I really want to leave a legacy that they are learning at a young age of of things that I'm, you know, also working on and trying to learn from, and that's having jobs for them when they're young. Mm-hmm. You know, doing things that they're going to learn from as they get older, um, and not have have things given to them, so to speak. But mm-hmm. back to your question, leaving a legacy, uh, I would say uh, being a good steward and and. Anything and everything that I do, whether it's um, being a business owner, a husband, or a father, that I'm that I'm honoring God. Mm. Wow, that's great. Anything that I do that I'm honoring God, yeah. man. Wow. Well, well, thank you so much, man. You have just yeah. challenged me, encouraged me, and I pray Thanks, every Jeff. man listening. And I'm just thankful for who you are. So thank you, Jeff. I appreciate you having me on today. Oh yeah, it's been great. Well, this, me... is, stre- this is stretching me too. I, <laughs> I I'm not a big person that likes to talk in front of microphones or in front of people. So um, this is stretching me as well. So I'm I'm glad to do it. That's awesome. Great. Thank you. Wow. Well, let me pray for us right yes. now. Oh God, you are so good. And Father, I thank you for Will. I thank you for his his faith in you, his trust in you. God, just all the things that he's learned. And I pray, Father, we would be as men. Um, challenged and encouraged, God. We don't let uh, money control us. Let us control it, Father, and use it for your glory. Let us be good stewards, Father, of what you've entrusted to us in our workplace, but 
even more in our marriage and with our kids. And, and let us, man, as he said, just everything that we do would honor you. Mm-hmm. Let us honor you, Father. And so thanks for every man listening, God, and use it, uh, Father, this challenge to, to make us more uh, like your son, Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. 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 So, thank you. Will, thanks for joining in thanks, today. Jeff. Guys, thank you so much for joining in. And we also just want to encourage you hey, be looking for the Man Minute. It comes out every Friday. I'll also be looking next month for the new podcast. And then September 30th, we're doing a big men's night called Versus. Love for you to jump in and be a part of that. You can grab tickets online. 10 bucks. It's going to be an amazing night uh, just for a bunch of men. Great fellowship. So, thanks for being a part of Men's Leadership Network. Blessings on you this week. Thanks again for tuning in to today's podcast. We pray what you learned will help as you become a better leader in your own home, workplace, and community. If you found this content helpful, we hope you'll subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with others. And be sure to join our email list to ensure you never miss an episode as they come out the first Friday of every month. You can do that now and find all our past episodes at mensleadershipnetwork.com. And while you're there, be sure to register for our Versus Conference coming up September 30th at Rolling Hills Community Church in Franklin.